Hey, Pairs fans, how are you doing? Welcome to the latest edition of On A Pair. It's July. Hooray! It feels a little bit like On A Pair Unplanned. I don't feel like I'm quite as organised as I normally would be. We normally have many, many rows over many, many WhatsApps to put this thing together, but i got a feeling it's going to be stuck together with... I don't know, elastic bands, gaffer tape, and a little bit of goodwill. Speaking of goodwill, Peter de Sonberg, hello! Hello, Jim, how are you? I'm okay, mate, how are you? I'm all right, but I would like to start things off with an apology, if I may. What? Um, you got very upset after the last podcast, because as you tell us regularly, you're a big deal now. And <laughs> we didn't mention the fact uh, that you've been doing some commentary, and you're really proud of it, and the <laughs> Dean just completely didn't mention it. So I would like to apologise for not mentioning that you're a big deal. Um, it makes it sound like I've made you say that. And that's come from nowhere. I am a big deal. Thank you for acknowledging it. Um, <laughs> Did you manage to listen to any of it? Oh, no. no I didn't bother with that. I didn't listen to it. No, I did. I did. I listened to every word. Because I was down there for the two games he commentated, and I could, I was like, you know when you go to England games and they're selling for about 20 quid those little radio things you put in your ear? And you can pick up TMS or Sky yeah. or John or whatever it is. I was looking for those down New Road, but they're not selling them. No, they want to keep, pe assume... keep people in the ground, mate. Yeah, well, I just assumed they wouldn't let me in with one for some reason. So. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Butler, how are you, my I'm friend? I'm all right, mate. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, Pete, I accept your apology. Apology not necessary, by the way, but two episodes in a row, we've got a member of the team saying sorry. Oh, well... What modern men we are. Daryl Butler, let's talk about the beard because yes. it's sizable. It's manly. It's getting there, isn't it? I think um, a few lookalikes on the way. What do you reckon, Pete? Yep. Darts player Michael Smith. Yeah, going for that. Shame I can't play like him. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, man, you can play. There's no two ways about it. Um, that you're now showing me a picture of Monty Panasar. You're not going to end up looking like Monty Panasar. I not, mean, actually, you do I'm not look... showing you a picture of Monty Panasar. I'm showing you a picture of me. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me! Wow. I mean, there might be some lookalike work in it for you. There might be some ethical issues involved in that, but... If I could bowl like Michael Smith and play cricket like Monty Panesar, I'd be a very happy man. <laughs> well... But, unfortunately, uh, lookalikes don't count. We can but dream, gentlemen. Um, and speaking of dreaming, um, let's pretend that uh, the T20 campaign didn't happen. Anyway, we will be rounding that off a little bit later in the show. There's some reasonably good news about the Red Bull cricket and all that sort of caper. We've got some silliness for you as well. That's just how we roll. But before we tuck into all of that, let's do the news. Right, since we last spoke to you, the world has gone crazy. The England men's side are good at test cricket again. And rubbish at white ball. I don't know what's going on. It's 2011 all over again. So, uh, Baz Ball. We've beaten India. We hammered New Zealand 3-0. Basically, whatever you set us, we'll chase. Gentlemen, it feels nice, right? It feels amazing. And the best bit about the India win is that they should have played us last year when we were rubbish and they'd have beat us 3-1. <laughs> and they cried off because they wanted to play in the IPL. So, uh, middle finger up to them, really. Yeah. I mean... We'll take a two-all draw. Absolutely. Well, you will from two-one down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Burstow, Jim. Goodness what did, what me. What did you say about him the other day? I can't remember. Something like nobody's... Uh... When he was tearing the tearing um, the Indian bowling attack apart, I, it was the most dominant... I know it's a short sample size, because it's basically three and a half test matches, because the first test match he was rubbish. But the dominance with which he asserted himself... I just, I've not seen anything like it. It was just clean hitting, proper cricket shots going at 130, 140 strike rate. And these world-class bowlers, they were the two best test-playing sides in the world, and he was just having them for breakfast. Didn't he say something along the lines of, when will they learn to be quiet? Because Coley was chipping away at him, wasn't yeah. he? And then he came out after tea and just started hitting it around the park, just wound him up. Don't anger Johnny Bairstow. An angry Johnny Bairstow is a world-beater. Yeah, isn't he? I love most of the fact that Eng uh, a lot of fans were saying that England wouldn't be able to do that against India after the two wins against <laughs> New Zealand like that, and uh, and then we went and did that against India. And it, it was it was brilliant. Oh, yeah, it's just such good entertainment. People go, KP's complaining. What a surprise! Oh, it doesn't mean much to get a hundred. I don't care how you get your hundred in Test cricket. It's really hard to get a hundred. KP's only whinging because he can't moan about county cricket now, can he? So, well, it's more the point. They've just realised that people can do what he did, but better now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, Peterson. I mean, bona fide genius and all. 
But they, I mean, Root and Bearstow have been otherworldly yeah. good. Um, and speaking of otherworldly good, England's greatest ever captain in any form, Irishman Owen Morgan. <laughs> uh, he's retired. Uh, and I think rightly so, really. His, his form fell off a cliff and had done since the start of last year. So he's not going to lead us into uh, the T20 World Cup. But, I mean, has there been I mean, has there been anyone better than Owen Morgan? I can't think of anybody. No. no. Took, took the game forward, didn't he, with uh, some of his hitting. And uh, I'm going to get in there quickly. All the best for the future. <laughs> Sorry, Taz. It's all right. Um, used to it. I just want a catchphrase, mate. You've got yeah. a jingle. I haven't got a catchphrase. I'm That's a good point, over. yeah. On to uh, England women. They are having a series against South Africa. We will be partaking. We are very excited. We are very excited. You right there, Daz? Yeah, yeah, fine. You got any thoughts on the matter? No, I'm excited as well. I'm just trying to sound less excited than Pete did then. (laughs) I mean, mean, you succeeded in sounding less excited than Pete. (laughs) I mean, I'm on board. You guys, we'll see how you go. But right now, I feel like Saturday at New Road, England versus South Africa, might be less fun than I anticipated because... Yeah, it's all right, I suppose. It's all right, yeah. 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 No, it's going to be great. Okay, now it's talking. There we go. We're there. Mates, couple of drinks. 23rd of July, half two star. Get yourselves down there, Pairs fans. Yeah. Come on, England. More like it, Daz. Welcome back. Um, okay, uh, new TV deal. We're rattling through the news. New TV deal. Pete, you're a numbers guy. Actually, Daz, you're both numbers guys. I'm not interested in detail. I just like the glitz and the glamour. So what's the new TV deal? What does it mean for us? Okay, well, the uh, Top Guns at uh, Sky and the Top Guns at ECB have been having a round of golf, and they've decided that the 100 <laughs> will run until 2028, which is the sad news. Sorry, gents. Mm. Uh, but the upside of the TV deal is that uh, more women's matches will be shown on the BBC. And Sky will show more T20 matches. Absolutely right. 30, I think, next year. 30, up from 17. Yeah. Mind you, it dipped to 17. It couldn't really have got any worse, could it? They just lost lost all interest. No, uh, some of the days there was T20 matches throughout the week. None of them were on TV. And then they get to Friday, England were playing India. And then they try and put a T20 game on straight afterwards. Where's the rest of the games earlier in the week? Why is there no games on earlier in the week? I don't well, understand. No it. one likes cricket on the on Sky oh, Cricket yeah. Channel, but we'll just we'll tack it on after we'll the test match. We'll tack it on match. after the test match. Yeah, yeah. A load of nonsense. Um, and the hundred stay until twenty twenty eight. I mean, we knew that was going to come, didn't we? But the only reason it'll get scrapped is when they come up with some new fancy nonsense to to replace it with. I've got a small hope that Ben Stokes saying I'm not playing the hundred because I need to manage my workload will mean that other high profile players playing multi formats will go. Do you know what? I'm having a break as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they lose the England players, then what's it got left? Just to it's, it's... Uh, just to backtrack to the T20 quickly. Well done to Hampshire, and what a final! Oh my what goodness, a final, ball. final ball or two balls? I had a bit of a panic. You don't just think, oh, that's so crushing. What, like final ball, Lancashire needed five to win off the last ball. Ellis comes in, an absolute worldie of a Yorker, right on the base of off stump. Game over. Jobs are good. Hampshire go nuts. Fireworks go off. Ellis bowls a no ball. And you just think, that's it. There's no way. Have you seen the commentary from the local radio in Hampshire as well? No. Going absolutely nuts. <laughs> Realising it's a no ball about a minute later. Oh, oh it's horrible, isn't it? That Crushing. is properly horrible. It but re- then... reminded me of a Worcester game at Edgebaston. I think I might have been with you that day, Pete. But um, there was a T20 in the early days of the T20 where... A T20 in the early days in of the, the early T20. days of the T20. Good. Thanks for that. Um, there was a T20 in the early noughties. Set me right off. Hey, Pete. <laughs> Good. I'll start that again. In the early days of the T20, hey, there was a match in Edgebaston. Daz, have you got a story that's quite similar to this from the early noughties <laughs> at Edgebaston? I, if memory serves, you do. There was a match at Edgebaston when you were in your 30s, Jim. <laughs> Where we, I think we'd set Warwickshire about 140, got them 80 odd for nine, and then they wanted 80, uh, 19 off the last three balls. So it's game over, we're all singing in the hollies. And then Nancy Haywood sticks five wides down the leg side, <laughs> and Heath Street sticks two massive sixes over the holly stand. So they suddenly need from 19 off three, they needed two off one. And we ran streak out on the last ball of the yeah. innings to win the match so it went the hollies went from us lot singing to going absolutely nuts with all the warwickshire fans going mad and jumping over each other to them all being absolutely silenced on the last ball and then us going nuts again i mean you don't need it but it's brilliant it is, isn't it? It is you exciting but it. you know 19 off three you just just just, just why oh, can't we just have nice things anyway hampshire got to have a nice thing 
because um, a run out of the last ball meant that they ended up winning the game by one run. E- extra chaos because McDermott behind the stumps threw the ball to um, try and affect a run out, which was never going to happen. They tried to steal through for a run. He had to pick a ball up, pick a stump up that was out of the ground. There was chaos. They were running to different ends. It was absolute nonsense. It was still smoky as hell because the fireworks <laughs> had gone off. I mean, that's the thing about T20 cricket. It's really boring, isn't it? Yeah. If only we had a new format. They can change the times they put it on. They can change the days they put it on so the kids can't turn up. They can take the England internationals out of the showpiece final and even do their best to pretend it doesn't exist. But it is still the most entertaining cricket competition (laughs) in the world and it's still the best day out you can have at the cricket bar none don't at me actually at me bring it i don't care i think that's true one million percent jim absolutely agree with you top notch top notch Uh, ranting love it at james f dale if you actually (laughs) yeah no i'm with him i've got his corner as well on that one spot on superb right moving on uh more news jack haynes has been called up to the oval invincibles that means we don't have him for the royal london one day cup if they don't play him i'm gonna drive down to surrey and i'm gonna take him back well the coach is tom mood in it oval invincibles oh yeah so if he's gonna go somewhere i'm all right with that and people have commented about how oh, he's just going to sit on the on the bench. But Pennington talked a lot last year, didn't he, about the experience of picking the brains of these high quality players. You know, a lot of internationals. So, you know, if it helps him with his development, then I'm all right with it. We'd like him in the One Day Cup, but good luck to him. I want him playing in the Royal London One Day Cup because I want to win it. But yeah, I, I think it, they they have recognised someone who has got real talent and a, a talent to play all forms of the game. I was really impressed with him in the T20s. Um, so you know. Good luck to Jack Haynes, right? Yep. We'll go, you know, we'll be team Jack Haynes. I mean, I won't watch any of it, but I hope he does well. Yeah. Um, and let's hope if, if that is the case, uh, that a lot of the internationals don't pull out like Stokes did then, so he does get to yep. learn from the Absolutely. best. Absolutely. Right. So, gentlemen, I suppose the final bit of news. God, this is long, isn't it? Uh, the final bit of news, and it's the tricky bit of news, really, isn't it? Because we knew this was happening. Um, we knew they were both going to leave, and they are going to leave. And not only are they leaving, they're leaving to... Um, go a couple of junctions up the M5. So it stings, but Moeen Ali is to join Warwickshire, um, or should I say Birmingham, because it'll be a white ball contract only. And Ed Barnard, whose form's been just phenomenal with the bat the past couple of years, has been, I suppose you can say, rewarded with a, a bumper contract at a big club that will be challenging on every front in every way. It sucks, yep. but that's the nature of cricket. There are a lot of people who are very angry, but... Worcestershire offered him a contract, but we can't compete. We offered both a contract from the mm. sounds of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's ended down. I think it, it's easy to lump them both together and say they've both gone to Warwickshire. I think you've got to look at them in isolation. Mo um, has played for us since he was 18. Uh, so we've had 17 years of him. We've had the best part of his career. We've seen him do some great things. I think for me, um, I don't think Mo and Ali is a Worcestershire legend, but I think he's been an iconic player for us in what he's achieved. And I think it's just a bit of a shame that it's ended on such a sour note. It feels all a bit bitter with how it's ended with the T20 form and some of the shenanigans that have gone on. So I feel it's a sad end to what has been a really nice affiliation. But, you know, good luck to him in whatever he's going to do in the final years. Barnard, that one stings, uh, particularly in Red Bull, uh, because he's been brilliant with the bat. I think he's my player of the season. Well, he's he's certainly on for it at the moment. At the moment, I mean, the runs he's gotten, it's tough runs. He's he's even getting 50s, 60s, 70s when we're four or five down for not many. And he's been better with the ball this year. But yeah. I think what's been shown in, in Division 2 is he, he just looks in on any wicket and he looks like a yeah. cut above Division 2. And so we are holding it. Unless we could be in Division 1, which, you know, is not a guarantee, He's he needs to go and apply himself in the big league. Yeah, yeah that's totally spot on. There's, there's probably one of, well, not plus one of three getting into Division 1. Does he want to risk it? Not been yep. there, and, and he should be there. So doesn't have to move. Him. Doesn't have to move. It life. It, it it makes sense. I mean, the thing is, is that we're partisan, but we try and when we do these sorts of things and the stuff that kind of hurts and when we're rubbish, we're not. I'm going to clarify this because we're not happy clappers. We're not the sort of like ah, oh, we're just hyper positive about the club. I think I think we're pretty fair when these sorts of things happen. You have to look at it pragmatically. The reality is, is that he's he's at a point by which he can earn better money and play on a better side because he's a better player. And that's sort of how it works. We don't have a transfer system where we can get um, recompense. What we do, what I feel like there should be an element of acknowledgement, is that that's a really good bit of scouting for Ed Barnard. And for the past few years, he's been absolute dynamite. Mm. So we found found this lad from Shrewsbury School. So we, we found these good players from Shropshire. 
and we've gotten a, a, a few really good years out of him. Um, it's just every now and again you find that you have these talented players and you don't necessarily see the full benefit because we can't compete on a level at the moment that matches his talent. I did just want to mention, though, something that I keep seeing cropping up on, on social media, which is this thing around um, we keep losing players, in particular our best players. But I don't think that's the case. OK, we, we're losing Barnard this time round. Moe's a bit of an exception. There was obviously the Vessel situation, which was a completely different kettle of fish. But other than that, all of our bowlers signed new deals last year. Leach signed a new contract. Um, yeah, we had an exodus after the Joe Clark thing. Good. Good. And then before that, it was the mass exodus when we lost Moore, Batty, Cabby and um, Solanke. But this thing around we continually lose our best players, I just utter nonsense. Yeah. Or is that just me? No, no you're absolutely yeah. right. And it, it, there's a food chain and we are in it and we are somewhere near the bottom. And that's okay. Like, we don't have to pretend that, well, we should be competing with Lancashire. We can't. We can't. Let's just live in the real world. It's, I think it's difficult because I think the way things have been done at times have been, as we, we've discussed before, lacked communication, lacked conviction. Or they've just been the odd sort of wrong move. And so when you couple that with a disappointing year or two on the field, then there's this idea that the world is falling in. And the reality is, it isn't. You can, it's sport, though, isn't it? It's a hyper-emotive. But if you, if you look at those two as the way they are, people, there's a comment, wasn't there, about we should have a, a player ready and waiting. To, you know, we should have the next Ed Barnard ready. It's like, well, we can't afford that. How many Ed Barnards do you think we can afford? Well, we've just got a couple of absolute dynamite all-rounders knocking about in the back of the cupboard. <laughs> Come on. Um, aisle so, four at Sesco, the all-rounder aisle. Yeah. yeah. Let's go pick one up. That's interesting you mentioned the, the more Batty and, and Davis going thing, because it f- feels a bit like sort of the... Um, I don't want Jim to do his impression of Gareth Batty again, but... <laughs> a bit like so when unfair. Davis and Batty went, sort of Mo was the Batty, wasn't it? Where he, there was a lot of... seemed to be a lot of sniping in the media, um, yeah. talking about not having enough talent and all that, and then Davis went on to progress his career a bit like what Barnard's done. Uh, yeah, and, you know, so it just feels very similar to that, doesn't it? And, Anyway, my hope for all of this is that the news has gone on long enough that we have to bin off Worcestershire Watch. Uh, well, I mean, this this is the longest news in the history of the world, but, I mean, a lot has gone on. We used to do this weekly, didn't we, and we were scratching around for news. Yeah, and we're like... <laughs> and uh, Pat Brown has bought some new trainers. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like... <laughs> That's not item number two, and now it's, you know, we are knee-deep in top-end cricketery. Anyway, enough of the news. And now... This is sometimes incoherent, but generally quite brilliant. Daryl's worst to watch. Shall we start with the Central Sparks? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? The Rachel Hayho Flint Trophy started. That's a bit of a mouthful, that isn't it, actually? The Rachel Hayho Flint Rachel Trophy. Rachel Hayho Flint. The RHF. We're gonna have to call that. It sounds like a bank. Yeah. <laughs> bank with RHF. The RHF started with a defeat, actually, to the Southern Vipers at Edgebaston. They chased down 75 in 10 overs in a Duckworth-Lewis chase. I know you love the Duckworth-Lewis oh, method, mate, Jim. That, you, look at you the, the grin on, on your face. Right? That's, that's, that's your ideal dinner party oh. with Duckworth-Lewis Stern. Guess, <laughs> that, that should be the next quiz. Guess the Duckworth-Lewis target from this scenario. If you if do that, that, I am quitting the pod. I would love that. That's going in the uh, big fat quiz of the year this year. <laughs> and if anyone is struggling to sleep, just find Daz at New Road and ask him how Duckworth-Lewis works. <laughs> After 25.4 over, Right, okay, so start with defeat. How are we looking now? So though, we uh, roared back with a win at Neville Road. Not the, what's it called now? Blimey, I don't know. Don't know. It's, it's Neville Brist- Road, isn't it? Bristol. Bristol, isn't it? Yeah, Bristol. It's called something funny now, isn't it? I was I trying to think of something funny for, enough. I didn't write it down. I thought it was something funny for it. Anyway, there we alley. go. That's... With your uptown function is, is Neville Road a dead end? Because I feel like it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? That would have been the time for you to say a conversational cul-de-sac. That's... Well, I mean, that was what I was implying, but I feel like I have to do an explanation for the heart of understanding. Move on. Sparks were all back with a win at Neville Road against the Western Storm. Amy Campbell top scored with 50 as they reached 206 all out. And then it was Sarah Glenn, but a four for 23 off 10 overs. We'll take that all day long, won't we? Mm-hmm. She helped reduce the hosts to 67 for eight. Uh, before the Sparks eventually won by 22 runs. There was a bit of a last wicket rally for the Western Storm, but we got the home in the end. And then uh, we lost last Saturday, uh, the 16th at New Road by five wickets to the Northern Diamonds. Not a lot to say about that one. It's a yeah. bit of a hammer in that one. Um, okay. Worcestershire Women's Rapids. Mm-hmm. They're in action at the moment, aren't they? They and are. They, they are. are. And I have breaking news on that oh, front. Let's go over to our roving reporter at Hales Owen, Pete DeSombrick. <laughs> so we should say we're, fil- we're filming, recording on a Sunday. And uh, Flora Burtwistle has just removed Poppy Davis. Staffs are 71 for two, chasing 253 to win. Mm. Excellent. How many overs? 
Uh, 13 gone, so they're, 13 going, at a, they're going, yeah, going at a good rate. Big up Chloe Hill as well. Big, uh, big knock from her in the first innings. Top score with 70-odd. Was it 78? It was 78, yeah. yeah. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Uh, obviously, they've got a couple of games coming up. They play on the 14th of August at Stratford against Warwickshire and then uh, on the 28th of August at Panteng Cricket Club, which um, is in Panteng. Wales. Panteng? Yeah, it's in Wales. Right. Apparently, it's in a, a place called Sevastopol, which I thought was in Crimea. But Panteng. I think that's, that's, my, that's my shampoo. I think it is it. Panteng Pro V. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway. Well, anyway, let's hope Worcestershire... <laughs> you know how I said it was like on a pair unplanned? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pete, yeah. we might as well call it what it is. It was a daddy circus. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Daz, I'm ruining your Worcester No, you're watch. all right. Okay, that's all right. No problem. Let's hope we're head and shoulders above the rest. Then. Hey, we're back. We're in. <laughs> we're in. 20th of, should we have a day out? Day out in Wales? 20th of August, what do you reckon? 20th of August. I don't plan to go to Sevastopol if it's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> I don't think it's involved in any kind of Balkans-based skirmish. <laughs> um, a, a day out of the cricket in Wales. Yeah, let's do that. I'm, I'm up for that. for that. That's the Bank Holiday weekend, isn't it, probably? End of August. I'll check with the wife, but... That, I'll check with, that... uh, check with Mrs Dale. Uh, moving on to the second 11. There were three second 11 championship games since we last met. First up was a home game at Barnt Green against Leicestershire. Leicester made 614 for seven, declared. Uh, we actually got away with a draw. We bowled out for 225 and then finished 343 for seven at the end of the, the fourth day. So we were still behind, but uh, but managed to get a draw. Uh, trialist Jordan Neal from Yorkshire made uh, 126 in that final innings. And Henry Cullen, 77 not out of 314 balls. A great Whoa. rear guard there. Dom Sibley, eat your heart night. out. Absolutely. Absolutely Even he right. would have been bored by that, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, he would have. I wouldn't have been. But... Goodness me, Dom Sibley would have. Uh... Dom Sibley would like, of oh, course, slow it down a bit. Oh, seventy-seven off three hundred. You taking too many risks there, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put what? Put a scoring shot away. Oh. <laughs> but a bit more of an exciting draw at Warwickshire. Um, a more exciting <laughs> a draw. More exciting Woo-hoo! draw. Four nine seven for seven Warwickshire. We replied with four nineteen. Then the Bears put on 274 to set as a target of 353 from 83 overs. It was Jordan Neal and Kashif Ali uh, got us to 100 for two off 21 overs. So we were looking like we might go for the win at that point, but a few regular wickets in that one. And we actually had to see out the last six overs for the last wicket pair to get the draw. Uh, Ishmael Mohammed and Yavinder Singh, who's come through the South Asian Cricket Academy, got, yeah. us, uh, got us home for the draw in that one. Superb. So batted out the last six overs. There was another draw there. And then uh, finishing off with a defeat at Nottingham. Worcester got 325. Cashif again, 106 for him. Knott's 317. Ollie Davidson, the pick of the bowlers for us in that one. Have you heard of him? I've not heard of him. And yeah, he'd be, you, you'll like him, you will. 17 year old slow left armour. Oh, yes. Right up your street, Jim. Give it a tweak. Go on, yeah. lad. Well, he was into the attack in the ninth over, removed both openers, and then ended up with 6 for 111 from 26 overs. So went at a fair lick, but six wickets. You can't argue with that. 26 overs under pressure. If you remove, yeah. if you, you know, if you're bowling in the ninth over, you're, you're going in under pressure. Oh, I'd say if you're, particularly if you're a finger spinner, got a nice yeah. hard cherry, beautiful. Get yourself yeah, a little bit of extra job. bounce for I tried a treat. To, I, I tried to watch some of his wickets, but there was an extremely fat umpire at the one end, and you couldn't actually <laughs> see what the ball was doing. So I can't really, <laughs> can't really tell you much about him other than that. <laughs> You've ruined the live stream. <laughs> 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 he's bigger than me oh babes that's superb um, right any more for well, any more Worcester 159 second innings Knott's got to the target 168 for four Davison took another two in the second innings so uh, good work from him in defeat against Nottinghamshire and the seconds are back in action on the 18th of July at Stourport they take on Somerset right there we go lovely stuff Daryl Butler thorough informative and at times pleasurable um, right, so I suppose, gentlemen, we'd probably better do, before we go to fits and giggles, <laughs> we're like giddy school kids today, I like it. It's probably because it's hotter than the sun. Blame the heat. Um, right, so we, we'd better deal with this. Pete, Captain Brearley, how are we going to contend with, I suppose, wrapping up the Rapids T20 campaign, stick a bow on it and move on with our lives before we tuck into a little bit of Red Bull? Yeah, let's do... Uh... Let's do that T20 wrap-up. So, we finished bottom of the group with two wins and a no result. Rubbish! <laughs> um, but we weren't the worst side in T20 history. Um, we avoided that after we beat our rivals, Lancashire. Yeah, it was a good win, that, wasn't it? It was a good win. Very good win. Even um, despite Moen's attempts to uh, drop Butler for naught 
Oh, that was the only home game ball. I missed. That was the only home game I missed was one well, of the two wins. Don't get a membership next year. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, what I thought we'd do is we just go around and uh, pick up the key points that we missed since last time and maybe do a where do we go next. But I'm going to give Daz an opportunity because he did make the trip up the M5 oh, to H. Preston yeah. and he's very, very bitter about the whole thing and understandably so. So, Daz, I'm going to give you uh, a minute. A minute? I'm going to give you a minute and you, you don't have to get use it all of it. System. If you can, <laughs> don't have to use all of it. If you can avoid swearing, that would be great. Not, no, if you're only giving me a minute, I can't. This, this is a family show. I'll do that. So go on then, Edge Baston, go. Well, it's rubbish, wasn't it? Good. Right. <laughs> no, I mean it, it, Edge Baston. I mean it's, it's three weeks ago, so I've calmed down a bit now. But it was the most, I think, the most terrible performance I've ever seen from a Worcester team. Even in the dark days of T20, when we were quite often the worst team in it, we were rubbish. We'd go to Edgebaston and put up a bit of fight, put up a show, occasionally nick a win there against the odds. And we just absolutely could pitch it. Rubbish in the field, rubbish with the 17 wides in 20 overs. Terrible. It's useless. In the field, absolute nonsense. <laughs> and with the bat, what was it, 80 all out? Not interested, were they? It didn't no. feel like it. Of course, they were interested. I'm not. But it just it just really felt that nobody wanted to be there. A team lacking in confidence. Uh, I don't know what to say. It was it was embarrassing. So, it was humiliating. So you had a good it day. It was horrific. Enjoyed yourself. And the trains were on bloody strike as well that day. <laughs> so I couldn't get home. I had to stay in Birmingham. Oh. I had to listen to loads of brummies giving me stick. Well, look. It, it was horrific. I it just was... it was a horrible day. I didn't like it. I don't want to go through that again. Okay, let's save Daz's mental health and not make him discuss it any further, but it's testament to your commitment. You're not a fair weather, my friend. You are there. Rain or shine, mainly rain. Rain or shine, just, you know, no, take, no. It, take in those punches to the guts so we <laughs> don't have to, and we dig it. No, there, was I mean, a po- God. there was a positive to come out of that game, and Jim, I'm going to cut to you here. Um, Mitchell Stanley, because I believe they were three for two, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, the first over was brilliant. The Hollies was going nuts. Yeah, with Worcestershire fans. So on it that note, Jim, class. you you like, oh, I really, you like what you see, don't you? I really like Mitchell Stanley. Actually, look, we know Ben uh, Gibbon. You kind of think he looks like a really neat and tidy cricketer, nice repeatable action, and all that sort of caper. I, that Mitchell Stanley is a throwback to me of a good old fashioned fast bowler. He's got that trudge, head down, grumpy sort of vibe. I don't know what he's like as a character, um, but he's big and he's strong. And he hits good areas. His natural length with his height gets a little bit of bounce. I think he's a proper player. I'm re- I'm genuinely really excited about him. He bowls. I know you hate the phrase heavy ball. <laughs> he he with- will go for some, but if you're opening the bowling in a game in front of a packed edge baston, and you don't care, good on you. Finish with seven wickets at an average of twenty-two. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I, we have a collection of good young fast bowlers. I hope they get well looked after. I mean, he's he's not much in the field, if I'm honest. He's got to work on that. He's not the most mobile. He needs well, to do a bit, that, a bit, that is, bit. I mean, we talked about edge basting. Yoga. Game. That is another thing, isn't it? The edge bast, the fielding, the edge basting game was absolutely atrocious, and yeah. it has been this season. I think it would, we could have done with being with batting first. I mean, the boundaries were so small at edge yeah. oh, that, that it became it was so farcical that you you if you're miss hitting everything for six and then you have to go out there and just swing the bat from a team devoid of confidence that hasn't batted well at any point because we came off the back of that Leicestershire game, which I thought was a worse performance personally, um, because the edge baston was just sort of a circus because it's big crowds, lots of noise, local rivals, stupid boundaries, um, and so and only have to swing from ball one is so difficult. Yeah, I mean, you can swing from ball one, but knowing that you have to is a very different thing. It was um, one of and those... it was a game that just everything about it felt like it, we were going to be. It was going to be a massive margin of defeat because you have to swing. Every yeah. batsman they couldn't come in and just go. Well, we'll just play it well, out yeah, yeah, and yeah, get yeah, 110 for five. Especially a team lacking in confidence yeah. as well. But, but but the reason you have to swing from ball one is because we gave away about 20 runs in the field. And we gave them 17 wides. Well. Um, Our yeah. general feeling, because we were watching it on Sky, we'd been to the pub. We went to the public house. Was that actually Birmingham scored below par, but above par for what we could chase down? Um, yeah, well, yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah. Was yeah, our yeah. yeah don't back us to get any more than yeah. like one ninety at all. So good. I'll, you, I'll give you one more positive from it as well. I had a freebie to the game, so I won't stop moving. Yeah, should I then? <laughs> <laughs> That's you all over that. What? Got got a freebie and then find a way of being really miserable about it. Quite right, yeah, especially yeah. that performance. 
So Stanley, we like the look of him. I um, really, I really like him. And uh, do you know what? Actually, I, I don't want to sound like a complete Wally, but when I was doing, when I was calling the Yorkshire game, are you um, commentating? Yeah. Oh, um, when I don't, don't, don't do this to me. I don't. I try. I don't. I try and keep it on the down low because I don't want to be a Wally. But um, the, the all the Yorkshire commentators as well just say Mitchell Stanley's a real player. So yeah. where, wherever you got him from, he's you know. Well, another player I like the look of, Cassie Valley. Obviously, Daz has mentioned him several times over recent months in the seconds. I thought he was looked really assured when he came in. Um, finished with 140, average of 28 over his seven games. I just think he looked yeah, he looked really good. Yeah, in middle order. Just seemed to a, constantly get 20s, 30s. What a I'm, really difficult situation to find yourself in as well. I, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Worcestershire, if. It feels dysfunctional in the T20 setup. I don't think it's like a terminal thing, but it felt like a dysfunctional family this year. And he's had to come in and try and forge, you know, the the, the start of a professional career yeah. in the in first class cricket in a team that can't win, can't bat, can't chase anything, and are usually three for nothing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, seven uh, matches. I think the first two or three matches he struggled in as well. He didn't mm. get any runs the first two or three, did he? So that's I like a really good knock. Really. Good Elegant player to watch. Actually, he's got he's got sort of big enough arms. He's not a big lad, but he can hit a long ball in he that played, modern way. But he he played some really lovely, wristy, some, some great shots for Nort. I don't know if you said that when you were commentating because yeah. you do commentary now. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jim. We must stop doing that now. Um, but he played some lovely shots. But yeah, I just thought he looked really composed and really well, just at home. And he's been piling on the runs for the seconds ever since. Yeah, so, like the look of him. Yeah, the the idea of a cashy valley. Yeah, I, I mean, get get cash in the side. Just get him in the side. Give give him a proper contract. Get him in the side and put some proper players around him. And you, then with Jack Haynes's emergence, and you know what you're getting from Dolly. He's so reliable that um, with with the T20, uh, the, the Warwickshire game actually felt like a perfect storm of a humiliating defeat. And the season has I I feel like has been a perfect storm of just things that could go wrong have gone wrong. And everything's sort of fought against us. And it it just sort of happens. Is it, is it good enough? No. Am I a little bit worried about what's to come? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Is, is my world caving in? No. But the debacle with Wade, um, the issue which we'll talk about in a bit, I mean, Dwayne Bravo not turning up, uh, and then there's the members forum where, what was it, Pridgen? Yeah. Was Pridgen. Pridgen was basically going, yeah, he just decided it was just no show for a week, said I need a rest, and that was it. And what can you do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So he's he's bailed on you. Um, I think Pridgen said in that is again. Imagine the impact that has on the rest of the team. You get this announcement that this guy's coming. You has got yeah, okay, twilight of his career, but a lot of T Twenty pedigree. Then he decides he can't really be bothered. Goes home, and the side know they're going into game one depleted. They know they haven't got yeah. Mo available. They know they haven't got Monroe for the first game because of visa. Yeah. And then you, you and that's not Monroe's you. fault. They're getting him together because no. Wade Wade bailed on them. And then so they go in knowing they're light. And he said just impact on the dressing room. And that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, when it comes to visa issues, recruitment and everything, the club have got to get it right. I mean, they, they have a responsibility there. Yeah. But I feel like there's been a combination of they've not gotten that right and they've been really unlucky. They've been really unlucky and you can't legislate for Dwayne Bravo going, nah, I'm taking a week off. Well, uh, it, and, then, it, it, and then when you turn up, you kind of go, well, Dwayne, what sort of Dwayne Bravo are you going to get? Yeah. If, and, if you're going to do that, let's have... First class Dwayne Bravo, please. And we didn't really get first class. Well, I don't no. really, we didn't get first class Dwayne Bravo, did we? No, I mean his figures. <laughs> his figures look reasonable, but I think his performances. There was a lot of short and wide, wasn't there? Yeah. He was going like he had one really good game against Leicestershire, where the rest of the bowling lineup didn't turn up. But well, his he just didn't. Per- I step thought. Up. I thought his performances were fine. I felt like he was vocal and he was yeah, present he when he was there. But did I feel like he was part of that team? No. I mean, the dressing room will know better, but like yeah. when he when he was going, you know, packing up his bag and leaving leaving the ground and sticking his bag in the back of the car, well before everybody else, his heart wasn't in it. His heart wasn't in no, it. No, of course it wasn't. And, and, the, and was... the performance being fine is fine, but, but we when need, he's your we first class overseas player, it should be more than fine. We it need needs our... to be more than fine, otherwise you, you you're falling short. Because of who we are, uh, we need our big guns to fire if we're gonna do anything. Yeah. That's the reality. Well, up so, first. That, and we didn't we didn't have any of that because we, we missed Mo. For, and there are contractual things and that's fine. And then the Mo we got was fine. I was Again, it was say, the, fine. The disappointment yeah. for me is that the senior players didn't step up to the plate as much as we needed them to. No, absolutely. And we couldn't get ourselves out of it. I thought Munro was good. I thought Munro off the field was excellent. He did a lot. 
Um, good character but, guy. Good character. Yeah, but I thought at, but Mo, uh, Munro was a bit of a six out of ten. You know, nobody really. Haynes, I thought, played really well, but then he got injured. No one really stepped up to be that. That, yeah, that, no, and, same, same and with Donny. Was it Donny had a couple of good and knocks? That's what and, you need your senior yeah. players to come forward. Yeah, I think we need we need a, we need a, we need a bit of character and a bit of leadership and a bit of swagger. Um, I felt so with Mun, Munro's form like this again. Going back to Dravo, sorry, uh, Dravo, Dravo, Dwayne, Dwayne Bravo, Dwavo. 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 Mate, I'll so, have a glass of Dravo, please, Bob. Yeah. If you have a senior international coming over from the IPL or from wherever, and suddenly says, "I don't want to play the first four games," even though I've signed a contract saying I'm going to. Haven't been burnt by this. Should the club be saying, "Well, we'll save the money then"? If you're not, I mean, you know, let's, let's put the. Let's put I don't the, know whether they the can. In. I don't know. But... I don't know whether they can or what the employment law is, but I'd just say, "Well, don't bother." Yeah, don't bother. We'll save out. the money and we'll yeah. stick it. We'll what, stick I'll, it in. A... I'll have six weeks rest then. Yeah. Okay. Because so... then, because then it's then it's his fault. Yeah. Then it's his problem. Absolutely. Um, so, given we know what the limitations were, I'll just round robin it. What do? Where do we go from here? Well, where do we go? What what do we need to change for next season? Nothing. Don't need chapter and verse. Dallas, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts? What what needs to happen? Well, this we change upstairs. I think that game, again that game at Warwickshire just showed to me that there was something wrong, and I don't think it's in the playing staff. They know what they're doing. A lot of those were the people that won it in twenty eighteen. Um, something. It's a team devoid of confidence, devoid of ideas. There needs to be some sort of change around upstairs. I don't ask me what. I don't know, but. I don't know where I stand on this. Obviously, we know where a lot of people people stand on social media. Um, on the jugular of most of the people involved in the club, that's where they stand, and, isn't and it? Really? I think we'll repeat this. Some still some of the. Well, I don't know, I'm not advocating is... a complete clear out of from no. door downwards. But... I think my my issue with the club structure that's that's my issue in that it feels complicated, and there's this entity called the cricketing steering group, and it's not really sure whose responsibility is what. So people go after the head coach and. We don't know whether that's fair or not. You know, recruitment is down to Pridgin, we think. Um, and I just feel it's very complicated with Sharp, Pridgin, yeah. um, Gidman, Richardson. Here's the thing with, with Gidman. Thanos is on that as well. We, we've talked about this before. You've got Dolivera as a captain for red ball cricket and not for white ball cricket because it's too much work. Why is Gidman a head coach for all the formats? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, can you afford two coaches? I don't know. Can you? Can you he, not? I don't know. Here's, here's what I'd like to see change. I mean, the steering group idea, the setup, it might be a brilliant system. And that's that's fine. We don't know. And my problem is, is that we don't know. I think we're a club that lacks confidence. I think we're a club that lacks confidence in everything it does, or at least perceived to be. So what I'd like to see change is that when things like poor form, which will happen, Kent were rubbish this year, and they were great yeah, last year. Absolutely. And they were just out there, and they owned it. And they were and they were very available in that. So I'd like the club just just to own things. We, I mean, I know again, old Steamer for years they just wouldn't do, they wouldn't own anything or talk about anything. It was like we didn't have a right to know. So when Gidman's getting all of this grief on social media, help the guy, help the guy, yeah. because it's not fair. Now whether he's doing a good job or not, we don't sort of know because of the structure, but. What you can do is you can mitigate a lot of things by saying, here's what we're trying to do, this is who we are, who's responsible for what, do an interview, get out there, do interviews. Before the uh, Kent's last home games, they put out a message from the coach and you just said, it's not been good enough, we're not going to achieve our objectives, we know that, we failed in our attempts. You know, Retaining the T20 is hard, but we at least expected the quarterfinals were not there. But please get behind us. Um, we need some momentum going into the rest of the Red Ball and the One Day Cup, so we want to see you down there. And they just just owned it, as you say, and that's what Worcestershire yeah. don't do. It's and sort of a, don't do it at all. No, we, we, we tend to sort of, there's sort of be there's a sort of a slightly kind of a well, we're at, hopefully this and hopefully that. No, look, we can see the product on the pitch isn't good, and that's okay. We've not always been good. We're sometimes good, sometimes not. Usually somewhere in between. So don't sort of go. You know, we're not far off and this that. You just go. We've been not very good. Yeah. And then it feels authentic and it feels honest. We don't mind mistakes or poor performances, but don't go cold on us or go quiet on us. It's a bit like everything about it just lacks confidence. As we point out, the, the overseas signing. So Wade didn't show up. Whether it's his fault or not, doesn't matter. Doesn't look great. Bravo turned up late. Munro turned up late. Not his fault. It's visas. It's fair enough. And then with our new fast bowler, he's not turned up yet because there are visa issues. 
So it just we just seem like a a bit defensive and a bit insecure. Yeah, I feel. I don't necessarily have a huge problem with the people at the club at all. No, nope. but it's how you project out into the world. And I think, from my point of view, I, I I'm not with you, Daz, on this. I, I'm I'm sitting the other side of the fence. I don't think it necessarily needs to change at the top. Although I've mentioned that the structure is could be potentially an issue in itself. I just feel that we're in a period of transition. I've said that before. I said it last season where players, senior players have gone through retirement or they've, you know, now Mo's moved on as well. We're trying to bring through young players and we just have to, yes, we were successful recently, but every club goes through this cycle in cricket. You mentioned that. How many different winners of the T20 have there been? There's only a couple of counties that haven't won it. Um, So I feel we just need to expectation manage for a bit. And yep. maybe not look for a quarter final. If we get it, it'll be a bonus. Hampshire have won it I know three times. Be people who are throwing things at their uh, listening devices at the moment going, that's a very ridiculous uh, well, I, yeah, way of looking at it. Well, probably be me, well, but I, I, I mean, I, I think, the, I think the, it's a good the, thing to have high expectations, though, isn't it? Well, it's, I don't expect us to do one well in T20. We've done, well, we've done well in T20 for years. All right, yeah, we only won it in 2018, but before I that, we were getting to quarterfinals regularly. The we were always is, looking like in the like Take the FA Cup. In the FA Cup, you expect the winners to be Man City, Man United, Chelsea, you know, Arsenal, whatever. That's pretty consistent. Every now and again, another team like Leicester or something will get up there and, and do it. But it's pretty consistent who who win. In T20 cricket, it's, no, it's just unpredictable. And any county can step up. You know, Leicester should get it over at Clusters, the whipping yeah. boys of county cricket. But they're three-time winners. They've won it more than anybody else apart from Hampshire now. So I'm not in T20 saying, I'm not, cricket, I'm not anyone saying, can have a good campaign. I'm not saying we should be expecting to win it every season, though, but... I, I, Expecting a bit more than what we showed this season, getting beat yeah. by 30, 40 runs or oh, by no, seven or eight wickets every game. I'm not advocating that we're going to lose. It's, it's the, it's the, with, I'm in the, I'm in between you both here because it's absolutely right. Losing games of cricket is one thing, but we've not been in, we've not been competitive in most of the games, which is very difficult to be that uncompetitive in T20 cricket. Um, it, the, the, the leadership issue yeah. is that Fanos, we don't, we, he doesn't do interviews. He'll do an, he'll do a sit down with someone from the club. So he doesn't do interviews. The thing about it is that if you take away from what's going on on the on the pitch, then there's a confidence about it. Like get the the women's international games and the new cricketing centre and getting the um, disability England team and all those sorts of things. I think it's really positive. I think there's I think there's an intent and there is a there's a direction there that we're getting on the pitch. Not so much, and the I feel like there's a lack of visible leadership. Yeah. And if you had somebody who was just taking ownership of these things, rather than well, we'll all have a meeting at the end of the season, and that's fine. But there's another three months left of the season, so I want fast, you know, or somebody say, look, we've not been very good. This is what we've been trying to do. This is what we've been trying to put in place. Or saying these are the problems in which we have faced. This is what we're trying to do about it, and engaging. Beyond yeah. a, yeah, a much a much after the fact. Well, this is I, I do agree. Just, sorry, just to finish up because I hadn't actually. I was saying part of my what we need to do for next season is I think there needs to be a bit of expectation management as fans, but that's very difficult to achieve. But for me, we've got to judge them on what they do in the summer, uh, the winter, not the summer, with the recruitment because obviously we've got a Moen Alley shaped hole, we've got a Barnard shaped hole, and what they do in terms of overseas signings and bringing leaders into the the, uh, the team for next season I think is then I'll ask me next next season if we do this again about where I stand on the Hartley based on the winter um, because I think there are a lot of exceptional circumstances but I'm not condoning the performances absolutely we've been dreadful and we can't have a repeat of this bad again where we only win two matches yeah because I'm not yeah. quite all in of the club's a disaster we need wholesale changes I'm not quite there I'd, I'd agree with that I think there is a nucleus of some good young players and if they are if I think they I, I think they'll be smart enough to know that they have to get the overseas signings right get them signed and don't start talking about stuff until it's done and dusted yeah. because if you keep because if we have another sort of situation with Wade or you try and say we've got this young quick from Pakistan who's absolute dynamite but by the way he's not ready yet despite the fact we've announced that he's going to play Wicket Wicket at Hales Owen. Go on. Um, Charis Pavley has just got Lydia Perry. Uh, staffs are 100 for three off 20 overs. So they need 153 off 30. 
Then that's quite alright. No, I think I, I, I think we've sort of covered it and I think uh, you know, most fans will want change and it's understandable because it can't we can't do this again. But I think it'd be very difficult to ever have this sort of season again because of the very specific circumstances, including with Moeen and everything else. So I'm hoping for fresh blood, yep. new energy, good communication, and confident, visible leadership. So the one thing that Pridgen did say at the Members Forum, and by the way, I don't feel that you actually need a Members Forum if you communicate properly, but that's a separate issue. Um, it does still have its purpose. Is that they will do a review at the end of the season because we've still got two competitions left. There are objectives to achieve in both of them. One is promotion and one is to go a long way in the one-day cup. And that they'll, they'll make a decision at the end of the season based on those objectives. So Red Bull cricket, that was the best segue I could, could muster to that. It's pretty solid, mate. Um, I'll take that. <laughs> is that we've played two really good games of cricket against Glamorgan and Middlesex. Sadly, we fell short against Glamorgan, lost by three wickets, but we managed to beat Middlesex this week by seven wickets. We're fourth, 11 points off second, and we've still got to play all the teams around us, Derby, Glamorgan, Sussex, Knotts and Middlesex. So we're in the mix. What I'd say about the Red Bull season this year is I think it's been really good fun. Mm which you don't normally say with Red Bull cricket. I think we've got an interesting side, not a brilliant side, an interesting side. Uh, and you're absolutely right. I thought the Glamorgan game was absolutely brilliant. We should have batted them out of the game second innings, but then 330-odd, you always feel like it's enough. That was a brilliant innings from um, Billy Root and uh, Nessa as well. Um, um, Ingram as well got 102 in that innings to set it up. Those two put on a big partnership. It was a really, really good chase. Uh, and sometimes you just got to say, that's fair enough, isn't it? Ultimately, when we were 92 for one, we were in the second innings, and we only made another 107. And if we if we do what we're supposed to, uh, and then ask them to chase 400 something, 450, then we don't lose that game of cricket. No. But um, what that I did sh- what that did show me against Glamorgan though is that little bit of extra pace from Nessa and Hogan goes a long way, particularly in Div Div Two. Yeah. Um, and that's what was such a shame about our new overseas signing, or our, th- our third, over- well, usually fourth overseas signing this summer. Yeah, Fifth, yeah. I've lost count how many. But, you know, he's meant to be coming in. The club said he's going to play against Glamorgan, but he hasn't got his visa. Yeah. Well, I mean, what we've seen as well is the return of Joe Leach. Yeah. And what a difference he makes. And how you know, if he'd have stayed fit, I think it'd have been slow. I mean, we're not we're not far off. I and mean, we're fourth. I mean, I think, well, that's what I predicted, I think, was it fourth. And I feel like that's probably where we'll end up still. But, I mean, we're close. You think about that. I mean, it's a great chase from Glamorgan, an all round, a really good game of cricket, a really good game of cricket where there was a little bit of something in it for everybody. We did Middlesex with a, a really, really impressive chase ourselves. Yeah, what we've chase, seen yeah. with Bazball is that now people aren't scared of 330, 340, this and they're the doing problem. it three or four down. It's incredible. Remember, we used to complain about declarations being left too late now, and I just, I just wouldn't declare on anything now unless they need 500 after tea. Well, I was saying to Jim Ford, do you remember it used to be the case of, oh, never bat last. Crumbling wickets, yeah. never chase anything really hard. Now it just seems to be yeah, bat, bat last, last, it flattens out. You feel, you feel like, basically, don't but, you don't want to chase anything above 250 because it just won't happen. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we uh, chased out, what, two, we had 238 for three. 238 yeah. for three? Like, it it wasn't even close. On a wicket where the, the first innings were both below 200. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was an outground wicket, wasn't it? But I mean, the Middlesex bowling attack, you know, it, that is a, a really good lineup in Div 2 especially. Yeah. And they came out for the last innings and they just didn't put it on the on the money, did they? And Pollock and Libby, to, uh, you know, that they just exploited it. And suddenly we were 60 for no wicket. Pollock finds himself in a bit of nick, having scored a turn. Yeah, that's where he's County good, isn't cricket. it? Yeah. And then he came back out and he just carried on where he picked up where he left off. They bowled it short and he hooked it for six. Well, we said this at the start of the season, didn't we? Before it all kicked off with um, with Pollock, is that look, if you want him to get these nuggety runs and you know get those gritty 30, 40, 50s that get you somewhere near and see off the new ball, you're not going to get it from him. But he will do things like that yeah. because chasing a really awkward one, almost the highest score of the whole game, to chase down, and he scores 113 from 77 balls, including seven sixes. That's it. It's ga- you know, it was game one after about twelve overs. It was ridiculous, yeah, yeah, and that's what he can do. Another player I just want to mention is uh, Josh Baker, yeah. continuing his you know two for twenty nine in the first innings, three for sixty two in the uh, second innings, including that absolute ripper which he pitched mm. out the footholes. It was Shane Warnesque, wasn't it? The amount yeah. it kind of pitched back in. He got um, some runs as well, didn't he? Did get some runs as well. He had a run out. Yep. 
Oh, that was incredible. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Keystone Cops run out, wasn't it? Have you seen that yet? Yeah, where they ran into each other. Oh, it was absolutely... <laughs> Do you know what the Middlesex commentator said? Should it be allowed? Is it sportsmanlike that they run them out? Should they not stop? What? They run... What? I, no, it is sportsmanlike. <laughs> Don't be incompetent. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think as Angus Fraser was one of the commentators, he went, yeah, for me, they should just... Want... They probably shouldn't just run what into each other. What a load of nonsense. Yeah, he said, oh, you've oh, yeah, question enough, whether yeah. it's... Should they really be running them out there? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's not like the bowler's got in his way or something. I, mean, I, I, think well, it, I mean, if you think about it, is it really fair to run anybody out? Because all they've done is misjudge it a bit. Yeah. I've mistimed that a bit. I'm going to be out by a foot. So sorry about that. Can we just go back? Because by the same logic, yeah, the, the field has just fallen over and, and not quite stopped it cleanly. So the batsmen stop running. And they go, sorry, give you a chance to get back yeah. up. We'll only take two, not three. Yeah. No no running on a fumble. And if, um, it, if, it, if a fielder drops it, then you should just walk off anyway as the batter, shouldn't you? Yeah. Because you know, it's not. He didn't mean to drop it, did he? So. But yeah, no, Baker just continues to look really impressive. He's in the game a lot, isn't he? He takes good catches. He's a good slipper. A uh, couple of drops, though. You don't. You, you've no, obviously got I, a big, big, big issue with dropping. I don't like drops. No, I don't like drops. No. I really don't. Unless it's name dropping, he likes that. Oh, he loves that, doesn't he? I was, I, on, I think, I was, I on, think, I was on commentary. I was. We should just say, for the benefit I, of the tape, Jim's just rolled his eyes at us. Yeah. yeah. I think when you're a professional commentator like me, boys, <laughs> is that you expect <laughs> a certain standard of, of broadcasting, mm. and uh, that's okay. That's okay. I feel like we're going to be perhaps a little bit short, but we are absolutely in the mix. And if we can, if we can get Hasnain in to bowl at ninety mile an hour, as fast as delivery ever recorded, I think is about ninety six, which is just bonkers. I mean, that's lightning. Um, then why not? One from four, isn't it? I reckon. Knots are going up, aren't they? Is it two? Up? It's two up, isn't it? Not three. Yeah, well, two, knots, two going up. Knots have had a wobble. Um, obviously, we've beaten Middlesex. Oh, mind you, if anybody can, if anybody bit. can freeze, it's knots, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Another wicket. Boycott has just run out. Uh, Lauren Rolls. Good on you, boy. Uh, 109 for four off 21. Uh, so, yes, we're in the mix. I think It just goes to show, and again, it was sort of what our feelings were. You you boys were quite partisan at the start, going, well, we're going up. No, but I think, no, 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 I think no, no, the general... No, third. For third. It, within the interests of a an honest cricketing assessment, I think we kind of felt like... We're not quite there, but we're you know we're going to be really competitive, and it there's just little moments. So that I think we, what's happened that, for me is Durham haven't been as good as I thought. Yeah, that's because I thought it was going to be not Durham, and then hopefully we'll be the best of the rest. But but if you look at the Leicestershire game where we were just a wicket away from winning that, and if we just hadn't I, had that silly silly half hour where we lost a, class, a cluster of wickets against Glamorgan, we'd have batted them out of the game. I, in I that. think I did yeah. say after that Leicestershire game in the first. Pod, that it feels like you need to beat Leicestershire twice, yeah. And that wicket, you know, you can stick I mean, an extra ten points on our total. That puts us second. Well, no, it doesn't. You know, right behind Middlesex. It feels like a big one that still. But but yeah. we're there. We're there or thereabouts. Do you want a quickly quick update on predictions, as you've alluded to? Uh, oh yeah, go on. So fourth is what you said. And yeah. That's, so you're on for that at the moment. You're also on for leading wicket taker, yes. Jim. Leach is 23 wickets. He's only played two games as well. Five. <laughs> who did I go for? You went for Morris, who is on... I can't even see him. Oh, 21 wickets alongside Pennington, so it's oh, close. Really? Although uh, Jim's going to claim that Matt, uh, Matthew Waite's wickets should go I on I should Leach's count, table. yeah. He was a direct replacement. They even said in the release, a direct replacement for Joe Leach. So and I should have that. In For runs, uh, Barnard... 734 runs he's got, an average of 73. Superb. After that, in terms of our predictions, it is Jack Haynes, 621 runs. Just. So I'm just pipped that Where one. am I? Uh, who did you go for? Dolly. Vera, 593, you're close. Libby, 400, 500, uh, 621, Haynes. I thought we were doing it on average. And, um, weren't we doing it on average? I say, Haynes has also missed a couple of games. So uh, No, we're doing it on batting average then, aren't we? What's, what's the averages look like? You're only asking that because you can see my screen and you know Dolly's above it. And I'm not going to indulge that with a response. I'm not going to dignify it with a response. So Jim's two up. I've got one. Daz is on a big fat zero. Well, I think when you're a professional like, commentator like me, boys, that you expect to be, you know, getting these predictions right. Um, but that's okay. I've got more Didn't than get zero. Didn't get right there, did you? No, but I did pick Jake Libby, who's been the best opener in county cricket for the past two years. I mean, you'd be nuts to I not think, pick Jake Libby. So really, I think all that's you, happened there is Jake Libby has let if, me if down. The, <laughs> he doesn't like Exeter, does he? No, he's I think you're supporter. the top five, you should lose a point. Where is Libby? Oh, I've got to work that out, and we've already been going long enough, is it? Gotta work it yeah, this is already the longest pod we've ever done. I've just closed it down. Oh, oh, that was an accident, wasn't it? It was, yes. Yeah, just yeah. slipped. 
So there we go. Um, that wraps up match chat, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just glad that we managed to get through a Middlesex game without mentioning Toblerone Jones. Toblerone. We tweeted about Toblerone Jones. Sure did. Meltiness weather, anyway. I found that. Found that. Tim Mert has taken 899 wickets. I mean, he is well 60, but yeah, he's really he's still going. Wickets. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's still opening the bowling. He's still opening yeah, the bowling at the age about, of 58. Everyone goes on about Darren Stevens, but let's give Tim yeah. Murther a mention. He can't retire now either, can he? No. Oh, my goodness, more. yeah. Can you imagine that? I think it, well... Get a hurt, you don't want a hurty leg now, do you? No, no, He might no, have, no, no. it was 899 before the last day's play, so if, he oh. might have passed it now. Right. Well, I'd want 1,000, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't be sticking on 900. You haven't chosen that, have you? You want a thousand, don't you? Daz, I will give you a thousand pounds if you take the hundred and one wickets you know, that he needs to the thousand <laughs> before you die. All right, you're on. In an actual competitive game of cricket. I genuinely Deal. thought then you were going to say, "I'll give you a thousand pounds to shut up." I thought that's All what right. you were going. I mean, to we could have a whip round. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> right, no? I've got a new job anyway. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to go for. Did you see on T20 Finals Day the mascot race? I haven't seen it. It, uh, Niall yeah. was terrible. It was a <laughs> metaphor for our sh- rubbish season. I just stopped myself from swearing then. Hold on. Peter's staring at me. I, I think I might go for Niall's job. I've done it before. I think yeah, I might go for Niall's job. Jargon, I was. City. Worcester City's mascot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Imagine if you were not. They I could not, not be let you slower. In the I, mean, I cannot be slower than Niall the crocodile was yesterday. I haven't no. seen it. I'll have to check it out. Can we tweet it? Yeah, there's a video. I'll tweet it. Get it tweeted out. Okay, right. So you reckon... I mean, what we need to do then, I would really quite like to see a race between Daryl Butler from On A Pair and Niall the Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness to Niall, the suit isn't very good for running and you've got that stupid one from Lancashire. What is it? The giraffe. Lanky the giraffe. Lanky. They're imaginative. Yeah, that, yeah. It's just feet and then a big long neck, isn't it? So you mm. can run in that, whereas Niall's got those big green sort of boots sticking out, and it's it's well, difficult. You know, so you in, know in that fairness means. to Niall, the, the mascot suit is making it a lot more difficult to run in. Can we all agree, though, that Niall the crocodile, however adorable he may be, is not the right mascot for Worcestershire? Why I, have we well, got this is what I'm thinking. We need a new we mascot. We need to win the mascot race. I think, first of all, we need a new mascot. Okay. What do you boys think? I agree. I mean, what they should have done really is got themselves like a really good quality club sprinter. Yeah. And stuck them in the suit and just well, absolutely laced them. But everybody. you put them in the suit, but you, you make sure that their legs are free as well so they can mm. just pelt it. Yeah. Like, the, like the giraffe. You saw that giraffe yesterday. Although, with the miles ahead. In fairness, the fun part is um, is watching them all tank it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you want, you want a melee. But I want to win. I think I've got the answer though for a mascot then. Oh, if you're if you're specifically after the mascot race, I think I've got the answer. Well, yeah, go on. Yeah. New Roadrunner. That's oh, yes. Yes. that's what I reckon. I think. And also, I think there might be some copyright infringements there, mate. And also, I believe he was known as Beat Beat, which represents the amount of swearing does does on this podcast, <laughs> and the amount of swearing Worcestershire fans do on social media. New so Roadrunner. That is class. New Roadrunner win, wins it every year. Oh, they'll stop the mascot race because it will just be us. Yeah. Yeah. Pete's nailed it. I mean, that's pretty good. Again, I'm not sure that that will be legally sound. Well, the, uh, imaging rights and all. We'll have to, you know, like how they have like pizza mutt or you know, um, Kentish fried chicken, <laughs> and they they sort of they change it just enough to avoid some sort of infringement. So we'd have to have a new Roadrunner. Would have to look just like slightly different. Yeah, I mean, we have to think about intellectual property. No, I crime. think it would be more pleasing I mean, to have a knockoff Roadrunner <laughs> that clearly wasn't quite Roadrunner for legal purposes. And then all the kids would be like, it's Roadrunner! And the parents have to no, we can't call it Roadrunner. Don't call it Roadrunner. I mean, I was going to suggest we have a, a saucy couple from Midlands Road called Lee and Perrin, but I'm worried that... Hang on a minute, did you, just, over there all... did you just say saucy couple? A saucy couple. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they two, so you're two, not thinking of a bottle of Worcester sauce as our mascot. Yeah. So there's like two. There are two bottles of Worcester sauce. Yeah, Worcester like sauce. a couple. Yeah. I said, said Lee and Perry, and they're both men. Is that, is, that's well, that's the vibe yeah. I'm getting. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I'm all right with that. Like you know, it's, it's all cool in my world. Um. So could be, could be Lee. I mean, Lee could be either, couldn't it? Yeah. We could. So you're saying we could have the first gay mascots that are also in the shape of condiment bottles. <laughs> I'm so on. I'm I'm so all in on that. I'm thinking because it requires 
it requires so much explanation to so Did... many people that I want it. Did I mean, you... I could be the extra large 250 mil one you get, and then the other mascot could be the little skinny bottle. You know, the, the ones that you get from the local shop when you've run out. The emergent, your, your miniatures. You, you see, oh god, we've run out, we've, oh, we've run out of Liam Perrin. Hang on. How, how much do you need Liam Perrin in your life to oh, nip out to get an emergency I do, miniature? I do. Liam Perrin, I Liam think... Perrin's and Mushy Peas are the two things I will nip out in. I think it should be a legal requirement from. in Worcestershire to own a bottle of Worcestershire sauce in the cupboard. I've got Henderson's relish, I'm afraid. Vegan, isn't it? Dad, how do you fancy starting a new podcast? Oh, come on! I think when you're a professional commentator like me, <laughs> you, um, you've got to think about what so, you put in your money. Colin, who are you going for for new mascot? I thought I would sort of hone in on the disappointing overseas stars what make loads of money. Uh, and I'm suggesting we have a nice uh, little puppy and we call it Dumb Slog Millionaire. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Yeah, but what about the um, copyright issues and the infringement rights? There is no copyright yeah. issue yeah. or an infringement Suitably right. Suitably changed enough. Yeah. They're two different words, aren't they? So it's not the same. And there is no mascot of the Slumdog Millionaire franchise, I don't think. There oh, certainly okay. wasn't a dog in it. What was it about then? Wasn't it about a dog? <laughs> I've never watched it. Slumdog Millionaire? I've never watched it. I don't watch films. No! I've watched Con Air about 60 times. It's the only <laughs> film I've ever watched. Which is not about Aircon either, does. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. No, don't talk to me about Aircon. I'm in a bad mood about Aircon. Right. No, Slumdog Millionaire is a, an interesting story. We haven't got time to go into it. Watch it. It's fascinating. I'll watch it before the next pod. And give us a review on the next pod. That's You've never seen Slumdog I Millionaire. Only wa- I don't watch films. I watch Con Air. I watched um, <laughs> Shawshank Redemption about 50 times. And I've watched the Die Hard franchise every Christmas. That is it. That's me done with films. Not interested. Not interested in the slightest. <laughs> wow. Name I mean, favourite actor could walk into here right now. I wouldn't know who it was. Okay. I just I've no idea. <laughs> I did have one other idea for the mascot. Oh god, god. No, I did have one other idea. Because um, did you say one other good idea? One other idea. Okay. Okay. No, I didn't have a good idea in the first place, Pete. The obviously the first postage stamp was invented in, by a, a bloke from Worcestershire. What do you mean obviously? Well, obviously. I didn't know that. Well, you didn't know that. The guy who invented the postage stamp was from Worcester. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roland Hill from Kidderminster. Oh, Roland Hill from yeah. Kiddy. How is he? Is he well? Yeah, I think he's dead. I think. Okay. It was 1600, 18, 1860 something, wasn't it? Anyway. Um... You're really pushing the envelope with this suggestion, Daz. <laughs> Crack on. So I'm thinking uh, a mascot of Queen Vic, Penny Black Pear. <laughs> Penny... <laughs> Firstly, Queen Vic. Queen Vic, the Penny Black Pear. I mean, it... I like the thought... It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, but it's not, not, it's not good. It's not good. I don't, we can't have dumb slog millionaire either because we don't pay those sorts of wages. That's just for the IPL. Another wicket. Flora Burt whistles. Got Stephanie Butler for 48, 123 for five. This game game over. over. Nothing can go wrong now. Nothing can go wrong unless you're Lancashire. Come on, the pairs. (laughs) Hey, look, I mean, at least women's rapids have been ace this year. That's pretty good. Nothing can go wrong from here. 100% 100% guaranteed Absolute win. Guaranteed Don't even bother win. watching the rest of it. They might as well be on their way to Stratford for next Sunday's game against Warwickshire right now. Right, so what have we learned about our what have we learned about our mascot vibe? Well, we've learned a lot about intellectual property. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's been good. We've learned a lot that's about Daryl's lack of intellectual property. <laughs> Postage stamp. Queen, yeah. Queen Vic. Queen Vic. Oh, so, uh, here's the, black. the thing, actually. I think what we need is we need road runner, new road runner from yeah. Pete for the to win the race to yeah. get our first trophy. I'll tell you what. And then we'll go to Queen Penny Black. Can we Pear, not just, whatever it was I just not, said, so that we we've got something to laugh at for the. Can we not seasons. just go back to Peter Pear? I liked him. I liked Peter Pear. He was great, and he disappeared for a while. He, he looked so cuddly. Up. He yeah. he would be a good runner. Because the the suit would have suited running because your legs yeah. you, you, there was nothing yeah. covering up your legs. I Let's think that's go a good shape. Peter Pear. Where's Peter Pear? I think I mean I get uh, Niall the crocodile. A a, it's a good it's a good rhyme, and B it's a bit more dynamic, isn't it, for the kids? But I want Peter Pear back. Can we get that trending on Twitter? Where's Peter Pear? We've only there's only like nine Worcestershire <laughs> fans on Twitter, and we're three of them. <laughs> you know, it's you know Worcestershire fans are not the Twitter generation. Um, it's not true. There's like 40 of us. Yeah. There's 40 of us, and we like them. They're sound. Right, bring back Peter Pear. So what we've learned is our attempts to find a new mascot were a complete waste of time. We should just go back in time, retrieve Peter Pear, 
Stick Daryl in that suit yep, and get go. him legging it round Edgebaston in front of 30,000 angry drunks. I would so be on board with I would that. love to win that at Edgebaston. I think I, we need to do it. I would love it if we beat you. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I think we can probably end what is now the longest podcast we've ever done. I think in a lot of ways, boys, it was it meandered. I felt like we meandered today. I think it, I felt like today's pod was very much in keeping of the weather in that it was hot and we're a bit confused. Yeah. It speak, was all right, though. Speak for yourself. Hot and a bit confused, Daz. That's mm. new to a T, isn't it? Always. Right, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm off to watch Aircon. Con Air. <laughs> right, Pairs fans, be kind to yourselves and each other. I think there's a copyright infringement on that because that's Jerry Springer. I'm Jerry. Go- Jerry. I'm going to go home. I've had enough. Gentlemen, I appreciate you. I think when you're a professional commentator like me, you just know when to end things. And that time is now. Peace. That was Maloka, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs>